0: It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 in Bolverde Road. During the next two hours, our experts will help you with your gardening questions when you call 210-308-8867. That's 210 308 8867 or come by Millburgers during the show and have your question answered in person. And now it's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer.
1: And welcome, welcome, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, Trace are going to be up here I'm sure very soon. And uh, your calls are come visit us It's another pretty day. It is a little breezy. A little breezy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a windstorm. I've I've
2: weighted my pockets with. And she's holding,
1: literally holding on to her hat. Uh, (laughs) uh, But it's it's still a nice day out here, and uh, encourage you to come on out. Yeah, you can now pick it up in the mic. uh, And uh, but
3: the mic is not picking up as much as it was yesterday. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. I'm turning my mic a little bit here. There you go. Yeah. Like Mark, said, Mark Mark's is it just from Turner
1: That's it. That's all. Mark fixed it. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. 866-308-8867. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, you know where uh, – did you have a place to start? Uh, yeah. Oh,
2: uh, well, you saw me writing down a bunch of uh, uh, words, some notes. Yes. Okay. Uh, because I started thinking yesterday uh, about all what to plant right now. Okay, good. And uh, vegetables and that. So I went online, checked uh, with my sources at A and M AgriLife, and you know the list is incredible. And you know what? I went and checked, and we got most of these here. Oh, good. Okay. So uh, right now, February fourth, uh, we could be planting. Cabbage, mm-hmm. broccoli, okay, spinach, onions, potatoes, carrots, radishes. Yeah,
3: I remind everybody that, that we that got a very, whole whole near shipment of onions. Here. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're in, in the boxes there, right at the front front desk.
3: Well, plus plus, they're not just our normal onions, which are wonderful, but yeah. they were what Trace is experimenting with the uh, midday onions Where's rather. Mm-hmm. The, yes. Uh, all we
2: have to know is candy. That, that's, oh, that's all yeah, we have to know. Uh, the candy series is the, the uh, mid-sunlight uh, or midday uh, onions on that. But let's see. I got asparagus, beets. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Calvin said, and you know what? You were right on the money.
4: Ooh, way to go, this Calvin. said
2: English peas uh, should not be planted past February 15th. Oh, wow. And I looked it up and went, you know what? He was right. That's what it said. Not past February 15th. Of course, (laughs) if
3: you, some some sources, every source is a little different. Yeah. But But I I was like, oh, wow, he was right. Gosh darn. Well, there was, uh, (laughs) when I. Sort of a backhanded
1: compliment there. (laughs) When I worked closely with the
3: Master Gardeners, there were a, a number of Master Gardeners. Like me, that were really into to, uh, sweet peas, uh-huh. the flowers, uh-huh. and, and uh, that uh, February fifteenth was always the key. You yeah. know, you'd plant, you'd start planting in November, and they look like they're going to do well. Then a yeah, freeze it freezes, yeah. But then uh, February fifteenth was always the yeah. always the last chance, and yeah. quite often it worked. So, and uh, English peas uh, fit the same pattern.
2: So we also had a uh, list on the chard, leeks, lettuce. Trace talked about all the lettuce that we have here. Yeah. Uh, greens, all sides, mustard, collards, parsley, and dill. I saw some. Uh, and then some of the mints that we, I mean, uh, herbs that we have. Cilantro, dill, parsley, chives, and mint. Did you?
5: Wh- we can all you, do that right
2: now.
1: Yeah, when cool. you were
3: uh, uh Louisiana, did you, did you have mustard greens quite often or not? No. Oh. What is it? What is it, the greens that they have at the, at those, uh, at the soul food? And no, at the, the, the Louisiana, what are they call Creole or, uh, foods.
1: I don't know what he's talking about.
3: You, you don't. So, talk, uh, so, you know, so, when so when
1: I watch. Bert from Chalmette needs to call us uh, if he understands what Calvin is talking about. When I watch. Bert from uh, Chalmette calls now.
2: Some Anthony Bourdain type stuff, uh-huh. uh, or, and he's in Louisiana, uh, neat creole cooking and they're always cooking greens
3: that's and that's what i saw saw a picture on my phone a wonderful yeah. photo of a dish with oh. the greens and it reminded me of the when i used to stop at the, at those restaurant a couple there's a couple of wonderful ones in san antonio and and get those greens and i was trying to think of what I think mustards? I think they're
2: mostly collards. Yeah, some mustard. Yeah. yeah,
3: but they were yeah
2: they were wonderful. I, and they, uh, that's why I wrote down greens just so I'd be able to cover yeah. everything. No, that would that.
1: no that would have been yeah. Uh, what green. did you ask about? Did you ask mustard? How? Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Mustard love. Is that the no. same? They look thing? to me like mustard. No,
2: beans. no, you would want mustard because they have a little bit more bite so but you'd mix up maybe uh, uh, some spinach and, and some collards and well and
3: and the the collards dishes or the must whatever yeah. those dishes were they would put uh, some really uh, tasty uh, seasoning in there mm-hmm. uh, so it was, uh, it was uh,
2: and, and a little bit of boudin or
3: something you know just a little bit almost a, like bacon a, or because ham. everything That's is right. better. Or ham. You might yeah. have like ham yeah. bones. Yeah. Everything is bacon, better with in bacon. In fact, bacon was quite often in there. Yeah. All right. But just a little.
5: Yeah. So but, uh, did you
3: mention potatoes? Uh, potatoes,
2: yes. Have yes, we got uh,
3: potatoes here at Milburgers? Uh, See potatoes?
2: Yeah. Yes. He said he had some potatoes.
3: And so if, if the potatoes at your favorite nursery are not suitable, you can come here. Or you can call around. And that, yeah. with potatoes, that's what the problem has become lately because yeah. we, we don't. And, and we yeah. talked about
2: your recommendations in the paper, uh, making a foot long trench, a foot deep
3: trench. I'm Actually, sorry. my and, I checked and, my article and it was a foot. Um, the was, latest one, but I yeah, I know it I've mentioned it foot, was eight, eight foot. foot it was a foot wide. Oh, okay. So, and it indicated, you know, however deep you could make it based on Ah, because that kind soil. of like we talked about, because
2: uh, it would vary, because we're talking a foot, and I was talking about six inches. And, and so. then you
3: can do your mounding. Yeah.
2: It, it varies on how much you have. Mm-hmm. But but the length was every three feet or so. That's what you're putting your seeds in. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: That's what I do. That make always makes it much easier for me to harvest and you can you know if you got you got limited maybe you only got six total plants uh you don't want to disrupt the other plants uh you know if you start start getting uh, new potatoes when they bloom you want to you know you kind of go down the, the row and you pick the ones that are most mature when you're doing your harvesting but yeah they they're wonderful they're and they're easy to grow. Um, a lot of fun kind of fun to grow
2: too yes yeah that's what I was saying they're kind of fun to grow so yeah you you you, you get the new potatoes when the blooms occur and that's then you, you pull everything up when the tops turn brown
3: yeah because if you don't if you wait now back back when we used to get rain they they they, they don't I heard, really, I heard tell
2: of those yeah. tales of rain
3: they don't <laughs> they don't respond well to soggy soil yeah uh, so that,
2: a, that's why we always the predominant places in the country which we're, we'll grow potatoes is a sandy soil, primarily a sandy or a sandy loam.
3: So, oh. or any or where nothing else grows oh. quite often, but <laughs> potatoes will grow there.
2: Well, yeah, that's another thing. That climate, Maine, the uh, climate, Northern Michigan,
3: so, so Western. Minnesota. Well, that's quite a list then. And yeah. so you, check. yeah. You yeah. checked, and, and so, we have most of so those. So I,
2: I went and first did that, and then I went through and looked to see what we had on on the benches. And we have a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the plants more than others, but uh, we, we, we have some of all of these on
1: that. There you go. So yeah. if you're interested in uh, still growing veggies and stuff, uh, what's the easiest one of those to grow? you think
2: Uh, probably radishes and carrots because that's what the kids grow okay uh, at the garden
1: if the kids can do it i can do it okay wow (laughs) we've said that for years yeah some of those kids are pretty sharp you know all right Uh, so that's cool yeah we got and now we don't have carrots we have radishes transplants we have seeds right
6: we have seeds for carrots although my suggestion on carrots don't try to grow the big long ones okay just do little short nubby ones
1: do we know varieties for the short ones? Are they called I mean, short there, ones? Or half
6: Danvers. There's more than one flavor.
1: Okay, yeah. but I didn't know, like, right. do they have like a little, or how do I know if it's long, besides the picture on the. Uh, the picture. Okay, the
6: picture. Uh, and the back of the package will tell you too. Oh,
2: okay. We to grow those a lot in a uh, uh, county north of where I grew up, uh, specifically for Gerber products. Okay. So they're growing the carrots. Well, one, one, one,
3: one piece of advice on carrots, too, in our our soils you don't really have to cover them no yeah I mean you do your usual maybe just press them into the right. soil into that's the soil. again uh,
2: an excellent use of that iron, iron rake just go down
6: and press it down. Oh. and, or, and or a raised bed too Milton it's, oh. much, it's much easier to go through nice loose soil than it is to hit its head on rock
1: oh okay and do you still have the boxes for the raised bed if uh
6: I, I, have think I saw one them. somewhere
1: yeah I think I saw it right, right over there. If you look to the left of your
6: radio, you think you'll yeah, see it. yeah. No, trellises went there. Okay, I think I still have it. I'm pretty sure it's here. Okay, good. Well, I hope it doesn't blow away with this. Yeah, way. I weighed a lot. No, it was uh, substantially heavy.
1: Yeah, we always talk about the. Uh, the cold and you covering and stuff do you have to protect things from the wind as
6: uh, a few things that can't take this wind so tomatoes. Tom- well they're gone um, the avocados are in the greenhouse the citrus wouldn't like it although it wouldn't kill them. Uh, okay. Cressandra's your favorite orange plant. Yeah. like this. Uh, sweet potato vine mm. hates this. Oh really? Yeah blue days would hate this.
1: So that's good. Uh, although I think the weather calms down after today, but so maybe a little late to cover if you didn't. But we were telling you yesterday. Remember that? We told you so. All right. Uh, Anything exciting coming in?
6: Well, I was slightly disappointed in the quantity of varieties of tomatoes that were available. Oh. So we had uh, one variety that was available in four and a half inch pots, and three varieties available in gallon cans. Okay. But I was hoping for the uh, the one that we can't talk about.
1: Uh, oh. And it,
3: I, I, it actually, went on there. I, I actually, I uh, actually, David made a point of telling me, reminding me what the oh, he called you on that. Yeah, uh, that's funny.
1: Okay, but well, so but David you don't recall Marshall's right when, now. When we get
6: it? when we get off air, I want to test that theory. Yeah. To see if he's yeah. come, oh, see
1: if he's giving Calvin the right information.
3: Yeah. Well, no, the, Calvin's Seeing not just I trying mean, to get I it out. <laughs> oh, I see. am not right now. I'm trying to remember where I wrote it down. Uh. <laughs> I sat the second time.
1: So let's see what else is uh, happening uh, here.
3: No, do, I, do you remember the clue
6: I gave you? What's that? Do you remember the clue I gave you? Yeah, you gave you two clues. Starts a. It starts with a. No, I never no, said no,
2: that. No, 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 no. I don't
1: remember the clue. Did I get a clue?
2: Yeah, and I'm trying to remember it too. I was trying to remember it yesterday. Uh, but it uh was it a former a former name, part of a former name? No. Okay. Um I yes, I do
3: remember he gave you a clue and I think even two clues. Well, uh, for really? the li- listeners yeah, out there, it. what we're do- debating about is the oh, sorry, yes, please. Uh, it's our rodeo, uh, rodeo tomato because that's one of the uh, featured tomato varieties that we'll have at uh, both of the coming up to, uh, potting up tomato programs. Well, so we we hope on since, since they're
6: not available yet, we don't know if the seeds have come up yet. Yeah, uh-huh. so it might be later. Oh, okay.
1: Hmm.
6: Uh,
2: do you will? On your list, did you have the BHN nine sixty
6: eight? Nope. Uh, 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 gallons was celebrity tycoon and something else, and the four and a half inch. I can't remember whether it was the f- the fish or the last year's rodeo to the, the red snapper. What was built. last
1: year? Was tomahawk or tom- no. no thunderbird? Thunderbird. 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 thunderbird.
2: Yeah. Well, that was a T. That was close.
1: All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. As when, I looked at the when
6: we talked about Thunderbirds, when I gave you the clue.
1: Oh, now I'm having old car. Oh, oh, that's right. I suggested Corvair, and you said no. No one's going to name it after the Corvair, no.
3: Oh, I mean, I just remembered Which what is it shame. was. Shame. Does anybody want a Corvair?
1: <laughs> sure. There's a whole Corvair club of people. Yeah. I, I miss my Corvair.
2: There's a club for Pintos, you know. And- <laughs>
1: Uh, another That's products. right. We were figuring that the uh, the plants were unsafe at any speed, according to Ralph Nader. Oh, yes. Let's see. Uh, Regal. Close. Oh, really? It starts with the uh, starts with an R. Uh, Riviera.
6: No. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're so, done.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'll stop. I'm getting too close. Clearly, I'm getting too close to the truth. Um,
3: but you you you're closer with your Corvair in terms of performance, I think. Uh oh. Well, we all have our opinions of the man, the automobiles. Mm. <laughs> all right, Chase. I was thinking yeah. um, you our, were talk- our listening audience. So, so let's see if we Think. can clarify yeah. clarify this a little bit. We've got we've we got send two it events. To
2: Al that Al could tell us?
3: Okay, What's we got that? two. We got two events coming up on. The pot. We call them potting up potting up tomatoes, and we'll talk about. Uh, the vegetable gardening and mostly about tomatoes and dealing with the early time of the year and dealing with the soil and the weather. And what we usually do is feature the the newest choice of rodeo tomato in those events. And you know, there's quite a quite a uh, quite a large selection of rodeo tomatoes. So hopefully we'll have we'll have a number of good choices for people that attend they get uh, they'll get they'll get a free tomato potted up tomato and the idea there and is, is and it may
6: or may not be the rodeo tomato okay. going at yes, this that, rate. that's the caveat
3: Oh, mm, we're having a caveat and, and we and have, have it, a caveat right now okay so, and if it isn't i may have to hide it, no. what's that i got it
1: okay richard is on the line at 2103 did you give all the information to call 24 Not yet, no. 497-3760 is the number to call to be a part of it. It's limited to the first 35, so you might want to call now and uh, put your name on the list. This one will fill up. Uh, The other one did, too, but this one will definitely based on last year. Richard is on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Richard?
7: Yes, I usually grow vegetables in a container called an earth box. And historically, I dump it at the beginning of the season, put new soil in it, and
3: then plant.
7: My question is, can I use the same soil more than one growing season?
3: I so, say yes. But I, I say yes.
6: So sir. in my mind, soil's been around for millions of years. It doesn't go bad.
3: <laughs> now, you uh, Nutrition uh, might you, be different. Uh, that's there right. There you go. That's that, what you that's want It's a fertili- fertilizer. So, yeah. so,
1: so what kind of fertilizer should he do to amend it?
6: Well, the earth box is quite specific, so uh, he should probably follow the earth box, ins- uh, earth oh, box okay. instructions. But for everybody else, uh, 19, I, in oh. a pot, uh, water-soluble, and once they or osmocote, once they go to the ground, uh, os- then the it'll cool be ones. a little different. Yeah, you yeah.
3: can't go wrong with osmocote in a container. But uh, okay. The earth
6: boxes are self-watering, so the water gets pulled up oh. from the bottom. So uh, it's going to be very specific to whatever they tell you to use.
1: Richard, does that help you?
6: Yeah, it does. Uh, actually, last year I had
7: good luck. I don't remember where I bought it, but it was Old Farmer's Almanac organic organic fertilizer, and that is the first time I've put zero lots of manrod on, on my tomatoes.
1: Oh, so, huh. Interesting.
2: Uh, so organic fertilizers will always be lower in, in nitrogen and slow and slow release generally. So. Uh, I think you, you got a small window and you might want to use some other type of fertilizer, some other manufactured fertilizer.
3: Of course, that's one of the advantages of using the same soil over and over. You, you uh, eventually, your, your nutri- nutrient levels, if you use a sufficient amount of a, even a slow-release fertilizer, you, they generally they get uh, high enough to support the plants. So yeah, don't don't skimp on the fertilizer.
7: Alrighty folks. Thank you much.
3: Sure, you take. All right, your... hey, keep us informed how the, how yeah. it works okay. out. Are you on? Are you? Did you attend the uh, class, the master garden class, or the uh, class here at Milburgers? Oh, that's why not, we okay. had another gardener that was uh, he used that same technique. Oh, huh, that's
1: interesting. All right, 210-308-8867. We are going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bulverdy Road on 930 a.m., The Answer.
5: Look around and, you...
1: and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 210 308 8867. But if there's something bugging you in the house, maybe the ants are getting active. Maybe you're hearing little uh, critters up in the attic or in the walls. Uh, maybe you have spiders. I don't know if you have fleas this time of year or not. But uh, whatever you got, uh, you got a friend in Spider Man. Spider Man, termite, and pest control uh, has been doing this since 1976. Uh, and uh, terrific people very conscientious and will look at the problem holistically because they're not there to treat and leave they're there to look at the problem figure out how to solve it as best they can in other words what they do the complaints I've heard about other companies uh, uh, that before they got to Spider-Man was they treated and the problem came back in a month and they uh, they called the company oh okay, we're going to come treat and they treated and the problem came back in a month and then they called Spider-Man and Spider Man said, okay, we're going to treat it, but you got to fix this one thing because that's where they're getting in. And until you fix that, and this was wonderful for them uh, because it meant that they were solving the whole problem. Uh, that's what Spider Man does and does so well. 210 656 3721. 210 656 3721. Or better yet, go to Spider Man or Go SpiderManPest.com, and you can learn more about um, all the great reviews and all that that's going on with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. All 210-308-8867. Happy to help Richard. We can help you too. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. um... You know, um, I kind of want to wait till uh, Trace gets back here for this next question. You were helping him with a uh, one of the uh, the living uh, Christmas trees that's on sale. Oh,
2: yeah, they all, they had to go back to their real work, but helping a uh, a couple. Um, and we have uh, I don't know, but what, what do you think about eight or, eight or ten more?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: ten more. Uh, the living Christmas trees that are on sale at a great price. Um. We, but uh, it seems that we don't have any more Italian stone pine. Oh, okay. So they're all Aleppo, which is fine. That's that's my favorite for San Antonio area. They actually and look like pines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they actually have a straight trunk with an oval cano- canopy. They look like a real pine, Uh pine tree. Um, you can look them up online. So, so somebody, uh, uh, one of the couple. Asked me, will they handle drought? I said, if you can live in Syria, you can live okay. in, in San Antonio, South Texas.
3: Well, and we know that it survived here because it's uh, all over the military bases. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, so, yeah, it was a companion piece to the Italian stone pine. And, and a lot of those were planted 80 years ago, at least 80 years ago. So... Uh, they live, they live a good long life here yeah. in San Antonio.
5: Good. All right. So, they they got great. one.
2: Yes. And they got one. And uh, now, uh, will deer get after it? Generally not. But like Forrest always says, yeah, in certain neighborhoods. Uh-oh, I uh think feel- So uh, I suggested uh, making a fence around.
3: Well, that's a a, that's what I was, I was thinking, that uh, less likely to eat it than they are to rub on that young right, tree.
2: Right, right. And so I don't know if you saw my fingers. I was doing this, uh, yeah. f- uh, forked fingers, because they like uh, both whitetail and if you have um, fallow deer, um, they like to really rub it. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. <laughs> if you have the other. Yeah. So that's another reason to make a fence around it for at least a couple of years.
1: Okay. And you can, I think, can't you buy stuff as deer fence?
3: Well, what I what I've always done is just buy, uh, go to my favorite uh, feed store, and they mm-hmm. I haven't cut, cut four, a hog four. hog
2: panels into yeah. appropriate oh. sizes and then
3: use those little yeah. plastic. Right. Uh, what do we Z- call Z- them,
2: Z- so Zip we... ties, and you don't have to have oh, four. Well. You can make, put put three. Uh, six foot hog panels so into a triangle
3: and they work and they keep the deer out yeah. and they're very sturdy and, and they, they don't that, wear out yeah. you, use, you use them until the, those trees that you're yeah. protecting and, and, yeah, have gotten and, big enough and,
2: and and another name for hog panels is they have three by three squares, three inch by three inch squares oh, okay, or two and a half by two and a half I can't remember, but something large like that uh See what's my finger? Yeah, point it to the
1: microphone so people yeah, can go, see. Okay. <laughs>
3: and, uh, what is that? What is that, Bill? That's why? Why do you, about why about do you a, need a, them that three large? Three? That's yeah. about three uh, by Mar- three. Yeah. Why do you recommend them? to be that. Large? It's,
2: it's it's cheaper. Cheaper. And and it's sturdier. know, yeah, it's it, a bigger gauge. Uh, and it uh, works. Uh, yeah, and it works. So um, that that real efficient. Um, not a lot of work. Three equal size, make a triangle around it with a tree in the middle. Yeah. Wow,
3: it's much easier than trying to make a make a circular. Yeah,
2: fence post or a circular uh, fence. You know, the the as I was telling some um, arborist certification trainees yesterday, says the tree does not care. It doesn't care how pretty it is. Uh, this was in regards to the malth. Well, uh, but on I think the they're much neat. I think they're neater with those squares. Ah. Than they, with the, cause oh, there they, were the triangles and the squares that yeah. are, or round, squares or triangles are are nicer than round. And uh, what to,
3: what usually happens when the uh, folks that haven't done it a lot try to make the round ones they get they get them too close. Yeah. They get and, too
2: close, and then they collapse. And yeah. and some
3: deer will be pretty persistent will stand up. Yeah, and Just stand up. And then and, 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 and it sinks the, if it's uh, not a lot of support, uh-huh. it sinks it, and they can reach in there. Uh, the deer deer uh, know, know the angles. They're wascoy wascals. They are, oh, they yeah. are.
1: It's deer season. Is it deer season? Uh,
2: duck season. Duck duck deer rab- season. Rabbit season. Rabbit season. <laughs> All right. Rabbit season.
1: 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867 and toll-free. It's 866 8867 Well, thank you for helping them out. I'm sure they appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I, they no, must have, no,
2: they I, I, I turned around, and and uh, I've been trying to promote purchase of these lonely trees. They're going to go to the island of forgotten plants here in, oh. in a while. So I want to make sure that they go to good homes.
1: Good. Oh, oh. <laughs> so
2: All right. so so I wanted the courage. I was trying to get them to buy more than one. Is what I really was trying to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that better? No, than? they did. No, you always buy three. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they look nice when they're in yeah. the
3: three units. Yeah. The 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 thing about the Aleppo's too, they are a, a pretty relatively uniform in their growth. A lot much more uniform than. the the stone pine. I
2: yeah. Know. As the stone pine gets older, it gets kind of like this flat pancake on the top, Remind. which which artistically may appeal
3: to some. It doesn't to me. I like the Aleppo better. Reminds me of a old men. Like, yeah, as they get older, and the and Aleppos always look younger. Did younger. he just call me an Aleppo?
1: <laughs> I do <don't know. laughs> <laughs> He was looking all this way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, he was looking at the three of us. So. Yeah, what the hey?
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So we still have, uh, you think maybe eight to uh, ten of the uh, Aleppo's left?
2: I think. Uh, I
1: It's ten, a great opportunity. Ten or
2: eight, yes. They all need to go to good homes.
1: How long are they going to be on sale, or can you say?
6: Theoretically, till they're gone.
1: Theoretically, till the fall,
6: till they're gone. No, till gone. They're, so gone. they're gone. Oh, oh, oh. So okay. come,
2: come by and get some now. Yeah. So I was trying to get them to buy more than one. Yeah.
6: I think they should buy at least three. Ha! Huh?
1: That's what we're Mark all, said.
6: Yeah. Odd numbers. Yep. Thank. You.
1: All right. So, what else, Trace? We were talking about. uh Well, here we can
3: we look can, at look at the the uh, folks uh, congregating out in the sun. Yeah, <laughs> so with this wind, uh, the sun is so much more comfortable. So than, us, uh, uh, we we talked about
6: uh, the few varieties of tomatoes that are coming. There was a decent herb selection. Yeah. Um, I know what else. Geranium was... hanging baskets. We Ooh. Got, we got Fantasia coming. We actually had them this week, but we sold them all. Yeah, they, I don't doubt was, it. They are so pretty.
1: Um, I thought, I remember what I was going to ask you, Trace. So, uh, either last week or the week before, I think it was last week, you had mentioned that you had a product that was, uh, I guess is it Weed Be Gone? That you, that was, uh, I shouldn't say what the product is. I should let you say it. Uh that was temperature sensitive.
6: They're all temperature sensitive. But this
1: one had a wide, was the advantage of this was it had a wide weed window.
6: Weed free zone. Weed free zone. Okay. Will we'll work between uh, 40 and 85. All right. But you're not supposed to use it after the spring green up happens. So this is perfect.
1: I was going to say, yeah, this this weather for the coming week. And so broadleaf. Broad nothing leaf. below 40. Broadleaf-y.
6: Broadleaf. And uh, Charles used to swear it would take out crabgrass too. But, but huh. it's, not, it's not on the label, so we can't say it.
1: Okay. Um, but, yeah, this week would be perfect for it. How do you uh, how do you put that down? Is that a spreader thing or is that it's a, a spray?
6: Sp- it's a spray, and I would not do it. Oh, today. it's a spray. I would not do it today. Oh, God, uh, no. Wind, w- wind <laughs> and herbicides don't go well together.
1: No, that's that's where we get the call from the neighbor going, uh, hey, something's happening to. Okay.
3: Um, you know, another thing that we weed-free got. Weed free
1: zone. Do I have it right? Yeah. Yes. WFC.
3: Another thing we have is uh, uh, ball bean that we ha- I haven't seen in a while. We're blooming ball-, ball bean. That's a n- nice plant. It is here, It comes
2: in, in uh, another color, which I was sitting here looking at it going, what, should be, the should be should be what was the other color? there. What was the other color? Both of them. Yellow and orange. Oh, well, there it is, yellow. Okay, yes, so we have both of them here. We get um, so excited. So, the perennial I selection
6: is never good this time of year, although we're going to get a few things in this week some more different salvias, mm-hmm. uh, plumbago. Oh, good. Um, and a couple other things. And, you sure. know,
1: uh, have you gotten new shipments of the purple uh, Lantana, or has it just looked good all this time?
6: It's looked good all yeah, this time. I was yes, those thinking are that, new. That, Oh, are they? Uh, that came in Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. But, yeah,
1: I mean, it's just all the other lantanas look good, but there's, they're not really blooming. A couple of them are
6: trying.
3: Well, perp- but the purple, purple
6: and white always perform their best. In the winter? During the winter, as long as we don't get silly cold.
3: Okay. Now, uh, what what about, we've got a number of uh, uh, contact herbicides for grass. Have you got a favorite, Trace, or Mark? Uh, the, Depends on what, I what's being say, sprayed you on, and non-selective
2: uses. or selective.
3: Uh, uh, well, whatever, what, whichever.
2: I, I, I like glyphosate in certain, certain circumstances.
3: That the uh, I was thinking of uh, the folks that have to put up with the uh, rescue grass. That are that is. Uh, so it depends on what it's in.
6: So if yeah. it's in Bermuda, then um, there's a another product that's also by. Uh, uh, like the weed free zone, but it's uh, I have to go look at the label. But it's uh it's designed to spray over Bermuda and kill the th- yeah. Uh wide blade grasses as well as broadleaf weeds. Is weed that, out weed out a, weed out with crab grass killer. Yeah. Is that it? What was weed over the crab- over the top? What was that? Uh, that, that was a long that's time. A ago. Gra- no, that still exists. That's okay. a grass killer, but its claim to fame is it can be sprayed in a vegetable bed.
2: Ah, uh, okay.
6: And then there's a concentrate version that does not claim it's okay in a vegetable bed. Um, I think it starts with a V. And then there's orthografts be gone, which hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. So to me, uh, it just depends yeah. on what and where is being sprayed on. But yes, we do have stuff like that.
3: Okay, good. So it's, of uh, course, it's the law, but it's also important in terms of being successful that you. You do check those labels on those contact yeah, re- herbicides. Read the label twice. is what I always taught everybody.
1: Oh. So you do it right.
2: That's right. Just like uh, measure
1: twice, cut once. That's what Trace always says.
6: I have to measure three times. No. <laughs> you're,
1: you're very precise. Alright. Uh, 210-308-8867 308 the number to call. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we should be talking to Edmund Prusky about what's going on at Prusky's Market. Right after this on 930 AM, this is The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer, Uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. But right now, While you calling in, we're gonna go uh, via the phone line to uh, Atkins, Texas, right there uh, between uh, 1604 on Highway 87 between 1604 and 410, and talk to Edmund Prusky because he's got some great ideas for a couple big things that are coming up. What's going on, Edmund?
7: Hey, Milton, how are you guys doing today?
1: We're doing okay. It's a little windy. Well, we're not complaining.
7: It is uh, wrapped on tight when you're gardening. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. You can stake yourself to the ground while you garden so you don't blow away. Um, hey, okay. So before we get to that,
6: you know, if you eat enough sausage, you get enough weight, you won't blow. Oh, is that
1: the is that the key? Yeah, I didn't know okay, that.
6: No. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm
5: good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. That's uh, we're we're stuck. The wind does not move us much. Internal no, weighted it down. Uh, yes. Edmund, talk yes. a little bit about Prusky's Market, and then we'll uh, talk about some opportunities for a couple of things that are coming up.
7: Well, we're a full service market. We've got a big, good uh, full service meat counter, all fresh cut, Put it on site, cut whatever you need, however thick. However. Uh, we make all our own sausage. We've got, uh, of course, our fresh sausage is our flagship, and. The smoke houses will be running all week, getting ready for the big game coming up. So, we'll be doing yeah. some sausage and, and smoked items for those party trays.
1: And that's award winning sausage, am I correct?
7: Award winning sausage, I'm proud to say. We've won a lot of awards at the yeah. Texas Association of Meat Processors Convention. All the plaques are on the wall at the store. You want to see them? We got them.
6: Good deal. All right. Uh, I actually had some uh, that had
3: jalapenos in it. It was pretty good. Oh, good. You had the yes, jalapeno cheese did. sausage.
1: Yep. Hey, did you know? People did you it.
3: notice that uh, these guys didn't talk about the plaques at all? They just moved on to the food.
7: Yeah,
1: they just
3: went right by that. Yeah. They? They just <laughs> we see eat. the plaques. Yeah. We know. <laughs> yeah, what to eat? Well, I got it. That's all right.
1: That's You've good. already won our heart. You know, we don't need to. be. We're not impressed by the plaque, uh, but no. it is. But it is impressive though, because that's uh, that's great. Um, all right, so you mentioned the big game. Uh, yeah. I was talking yesterday about people should head there, and uh, if they're gonna, if they're gonna grill, they can get lots of meats, lots of good stuff. What are you suggesting?
7: You know, something quick and easy. The fajitas are all marinated, tenderized, ready to go. We've got beef and chicken. We've got all kinds of uh, grill-ready, marinated items from bacon-wrapped pork loin, to chicken breast, to poppers, jalapeno poppers, uh, cooked steaks, pellet so steaks. Got that as well, and. A lot of folks are pre-ordering uh, for finger fruits for the party trays. we smoked sausage, summer sausage. We've got our own dried sausage. Huge, huge item on update. Okay, so
5: Yeah,
1: yeah. how the pre-order work? Because um, you, you can also pre-order it already
7: cooked. You can, you, well, you can get it already done. We've got trays featuring our sausage and dried sausage with huge cheese and everything on there. But if they want uh You know, to make sure, we've got plenty of chicken wings as well. Several different flavors of chicken wings all seasoned and ready for the grill. Uh, Great if you have an air fryer. If you don't want to do the grill, you've got maybe an apartment or you don't want to be out in the wind, air fry these chicken wings, and they are outstanding, really quick and easy.
1: So they just call you and order it? How far in advance?
7: You know, we've got a lot of that out. Uh, Oh, Okay already displayed out in our big walk-around case, all the marinated things, but if they want to be sure, if they got a certain time they want to pick up uh, or call ahead, and we'll have it ready when they get there to make sure we don't run out, but we'll we'll be stocked for the weekend. We'll be in good shape by the time Sunday rolls around.
5: Okay,
1: good, and we'll give the phone number in just a second, but you can find it at dot com. and you know, Pruskies means love. For This is my segue to Valentine's Day. You got any Valentine's Day suggestions?
7: You know we do. One of the popular things that we do is a beautifully trimmed heart-shaped ribeye, plenty for two people. Uh, We've got a steak and shrimp feature that we do two eight-ounce sirloin steaks and your choice of regular or jalapeno, a skewer of shrimp. There's shrimp (laughs) on it, and just for fifteen ninety-nine combo. And of course, big porterhouse steaks, New York strips bacon wrap fillets, just about any type of steak that you'd want to grill, we've got them.
1: Very cool. How long have you been doing the heart-shaped ribeye?
7: <laughs> Gosh, we've been doing that for several years already. Oh, that's cool. Oh, they're I, gorgeous. They're really nice. Great presentation. They're awesome.
3: How, how about uh, I remember that the uh, kids always like to go to... The, haven't you got some uh, trays or some ideas for For young people at events like that, special?
7: Oh, exactly. Like I said, the trays with the fried sausage, also jerky. We've got our dips Mm. that we have. All kids love chips and dips, and we do our own jerky dip. If you've never had that, it's a nice smoky flavor to it with sour cream and cream cheese with our beef jerky in it. Really, really popular. I'm, I'm
3: sure they all would like some Swedish sausage, too. Oh, kids love Swedish so we sausage. We have
7: the Swedish <laughs> potato sausage. We kind of spiced it up a little bit. We've got potatoes and cheesy potato sausage as well. It's already smoked. Really good items.
1: All right. Well, Edmund, tell us how to get to Prusky's Market. Uh, I'm really hungry. I'm really hungry. <laughs> Poor Mark is suffering over here.
8: Come
7: on out. We're located on Highway 87 at the corner of FM 1628. If you're coming around uh, 1604, we're just three miles inside of 1604. And if you're on 410, take the Ridge the exit and come right on out, six miles out to the store. Uh, You'll be glad you made the trip. You'll be impressed, I promise.
1: Yeah, you sure will. And check them out at com. And, Edmund, oh, give the phone number real quick, too.
7: Um, 210-649-2151.
1: Good deal. Edmund, thanks a bunch. Thanks.
7: Guys.
1: Bye, Edmund. Always Bye. fun. Uh, all right. Poor uh, Marcus. He's, he's well, suffering.
6: no, I was going to go there, too. seems like we always talk to him when it's lunchtime.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll have to bring some more. So
6: you did you did like the jalapeno? Uh, yes,
1: it was great. The jalapeno. Okay, good. I'm glad you got it. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. So I have a question, but I'm going to save it. Uh, now, we're not going to talk about what the man was talking about up here. I'm going to save it for the top of the hour because uh, it may require a lot of thought. So what else can we uh, talk about and encourage people to do uh, right now? What's going on at the nursery? Uh, we talked about Calvin's tomato class. We can talk a little bit more about that. Um, well, we got
3: two uh, trees. I think we got about uh, eight or nine slots still available in the the uh, class here at Millberger. Yeah. As of, this, as of
2: this morning,
3: we had eight or nine slots. Right.
2: So we have to and check again.
3: And so there's uh, there's another opportunity on the uh, 17th if you want to uh, participate over there near the medical center area. And for that number, is 210-382-4455. And uh, both events, you get uh, uh, free uh, tomato potted up uh tomatoes you you probably you probably helped participate in the potting up oh good and uh um trace has been t- try, trying to lasso the all the right varieties they will all be all be recommended varieties yeah. for sure
1: trace is lassoing the rodeo tomato is that where he's going with that yeah
3: um i'm trying okay. to shift the blame here if I'm, we don't I'm,
6: I'm, uh, I'm sitting there thinking well, what when i what happens when i order the uh The the other type of tomato, the the one that.
5: Uh, Heirloom,
6: thank you. Oh, okay. Well, a lot of folks will love those. Yeah. Even Uh, though uh, it's recommended by somebody, we'll have some heirlooms. Okay. Not not anytime soon.
1: Do you remember, do you want to say the varieties yet or want to wait until they come in? Not anytime soon. Okay. Oh, not anytime soon. I think. Was it purple Cherokee? It, it, Cherokee purple is a okay.
2: classic one. I've got yeah, one, one more availability one. to look yeah.
6: at, and uh, hadn't come over yeah. yet. All right.
2: Now the problem, everyone, the great heirlooms, but they are uh, indeterminate, which means they tend to grow and grow and grow.
3: Well, they're very nice if you like large tomato plants. <laughs> But you, uh, actually, the Cherokee Purple is a, yeah. This is a nice piece of fruit. Yeah, yeah we always yeah. have people
1: that have success with that. Sir, did you have a question? Did you want to come on the air with us? Will you come on the air with us? There you go. Grab that mic and you'll be on the air. And then I'm gonna give my uh, mic to
2: Tristan. It appears we're gonna be looking at some pictures here okay. so as well.
5: Show them the pictures and tell us what you got going on there. All right. Uh,
2: tell and tell me what what am I looking at?
9: This is this is a segment of our yard. It's El Toro Zoysa. Uh-huh. And I have what uh, I have some areas that I think what they're called fairy rings, where I'm not getting growth of grass, and I'm wondering how I can best treat that. Okay. One, what uh- the cause is.
6: Tracy, so, do you know so what a fairy ring is? Yeah, I do. It's normally in Bermuda. I've never seen it in zoysia. Yeah, but it oh. always re- the center always recovers. Yes. And the ring just keeps getting larger and yeah. works its way uh, out. So I I'm thought sure he was going to talk is.
2: about any holes. Do you have any holes in, in that? In that area, okay. No sir. Uh, so a fairy ring is a uh, is a is, is an old tree trunk or an old wound or, or an old that um, wound uh, root system. So it's decaying, and all you're seeing is uh, some of the early mushrooms coming up, and it'll be yellow. Then it'll cause the grass to be a little yellow into a ring, and uh, uh, not. Nothing to worry about, but you may want to address that that yellowing problem Good. with with uh, heated iron
5: or something like
2: that. Well, Celebrate! I never, had, I
9: never had any trees there, and there's no well,
2: yellowing. Well, oh, it's, no yellowing. So no yellowing. Well, so okay, no, that's no what I used to call a fair ring. That's okay. I, I, I'm, Have uh, you
3: ever dug dug there? Have you ever did dug there recently or anything uh, to I see? Mean, no, sir. The only thing I've done I've aerated, you know, every
9: two to three years and put topsoil right. on it, compost. Yeah. So, so what and, are
2: you calling a fairy ring out of this? It's what, it's
9: what you may call a, a uh, it's an area that's, uh, I'll call it a bare spot, but it's when the grass will come in the spring,
2: uh-huh.
9: it will not recover. Now when I've, I've been in this property about uh, 20, 19 years, uh-huh. and that That area was always full up until really, well, last year we we had the big freeze in 2021, and it just never came back. I also, uh, the fall before that, uh, I didn't scalp the the yard. I'd say I I would go.
2: That's a good thing.
9: I but I caught it lower than normal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't like I don't like uh, for people to do that, but that is traditional to do it that time of year.
9: Yes, sir. But I didn't do that either. Oh, okay. I mean, I just cut it lower than I normally would. Oh, okay. That's Maybe fun. about a two yeah. two and a half inch yeah. cut. So, and and the concern is, it's not.
2: It's you, not. It's not coming back.
9: Well, it's not coming back. But if you, it's I've got. Uh,
6: Have you had any any progressive uh, shade issues? Like, uh, is there a tree right there and the tree's getting larger? No, 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 sir.
9: But that does exist uh, in this area here. I can't stand these foams. Um, But the way I have my yard set up, it is sectionalized as uh-huh. far as uh-huh. where I have grass. Uh-huh. So, with respect to... Uh, uh, this is a larger okay. area of where I have the
2: growth. So, yeah. Right sh- there. Show trace of So, again, this is uh, a zoysia grass. And we yes, got sir. areas where it's just not coming back. And this Some one, dead areas.
3: Well, it's uh, this is one year, and we've had all these drought, right? And we had those freezes, so right. I would I wouldn't call it not coming back. The reason I'm hesitating is because I had uh, soy grass, two different kinds, for a number of years, and the the one the one issue that I always had in there that caused this kind of problem were. This, I was on a bit of a slope not much but the soil depth was varied and it, it, it the same characteristics you talked about once you had a problem that area was hard uh, was hard to recover the other areas would recover eventually the area recovered but it was a really a, cha- a really a challenge in terms of the of the soil soil depth and when you're talking about a difference between three inches and four or five inches it really you know you now we mean prefer it, seven uh, inches well, yeah you can really make a make a time yeah. issue
2: well that that begs the question whereabouts are you located
9: uh, shirts but we're about two miles from 35 and that three miles from uh the edge of the uh Falcone's fault or Plateau, uh-huh. so that soil up to where we are is—it's one of the highest elevations. Is it? it's yeah. a lot of rock.
2: Uh, uh, okay, so we're talking shallow. Shallow-ish.
9: Shallow-ish so, and El Toro, yeah. I yeah. understand, is a slow-growing. Also, all absolutely. But you kind of—if
3: you, if you want to really pursue that, you, you, you dig in there a little bit, yeah. and, and you quite often will—you'll find that pattern. That I talked about. At least I. That's what I found. So. So, yeah. So. Uh, so I'm gonna say. Bottom
2: line is, it, yes, it's a combination of things. Is it permanent? No. It's probably just trying to recover and grow slowly.
6: So, two ways I would think about it. Uh, you're probably not gonna get El Toro anymore. Uh, the closest look to it would be Palisades. Okay. Um. But you could always do the the trick like we used to do in the old days, where if you had a mess up in your carpet, you could go cut a piece out of your closet and fix it. Go to a place that's not as noticeable, dig up a couple of pieces and move it to the area you're having a problem and see if it doesn't take.
2: But it does grow slow. You're already aware of that. And
6: it really only grows once it's hot. So June, July, and August are the months it actually grows. The rest of the year it kind of sits there
9: which goes back to your earlier question about tree presence as I said my yard is broken we came from Arizona and so I did as much xeriscaping uh, as I could so if, if you look at this particular area here
3: that's all El
9: Toro right there okay. and so and all the trees you can see are to the left
1: and what we're going to do, y'all keep talking. Uh, we have got to, you, you just keep talking. You're fine. I'm just patting you down. And then we will uh, uh, answer his question. But we're going to take a break and get you caught up with the news. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More after this on Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The
0: Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 in Bouverdi Road. Come out to visit or call us at 210 308 8867. That's 210 308 8867. And now back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9 30 a.m. The Answer.
1: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. the answer. Uh, the guys are answering two questions off the air, so uh, you and I'll talk a second. I uh, didn't get to give the uh, phone number. Are you, are you ready to do one is I'll
2: uh, be alone.
1: Don't be alone Mil- What's that? Oh, I thought don't you were helping. alone. Okay.
2: We got this covered. Okay. We're, we're okay. almost we're almost all done. We're just, it did it is I'm going to answer kind of give kind of give it a little summary. So it's interesting Scenario. Uh, we have a tree that's gradually getting bigger mm-hmm. and impacting the grass a little bit more. So that's one of the reasons. So we talked about shallow soil. Calvin mentioned that. Right. And we got uh, 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 intrusion getting sh- more and more shady in there. Oh, so okay. that's why the grass is dying. Uh, now, if you wanted, uh, he has uh, uh, Zoysia in there. So, which is sort of shade tolerant, right? Uh, unfortunately, it grows very very slow. It doesn't start growing until midsummer, and uh, so he doesn't. You know, if we replace that particular area where it's dead, it may not take for a while. So, Trace was suggesting maybe get some some uh, swatches. And put it in there mm-hmm. and see if it takes. If it doesn't take, well, you're not out a lot of money then. Right. And uh, The other option is create a hardscape or uh, expand a bed. Uh, now, he has had a lot of uh, gravel. And,
5: oh, okay. Uh,
2: they, they, they had originally come from Arizona, so they were using that Arizona style, which I'm not a big fan of. But uh, a lot of rock with and, a lot of rock uh, and, and, and using and lo- yuccas and things like that. Okay, uh, I don't think that's appropriate for here. But hey, it's okay. Some people like it. Well, and yeah.
1: um, uh, you can see people in San Antonio that do it and do it very well. I mean, yeah. or they com- and, uh, yes, or they have a combination right. where they've uh, they don't really have like, you know lawn going right up to right. the bed, like you said. They've expanded the bed right. and moved it out a little bit, and maybe they make it curvy. Right. And
2: Trey suggested uh, it was getting the shade would continue, and maybe it would be a great place for a little bench, a little paver, a little hardscape with a little bench. And and I went, "Well, that sounds kind of cool." That actually does sound very Uh, cool. So, so that uh, um, those were some of the options. But what I uh, threw in there is, we're at a good time of the year that he can kind of play around with some different ideas. Uh, and then uh, work with his landscape on that. Yeah. So, uh, as Calvin and I are, uh, often say, these are opportunities, not challenges. Or opportunities, maybe challenges, but not a problem.
1: Okay.
6: I think we decided on Pro Vista.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. That would be good because of the shade and because of the... Uh,
6: he wanted drought tolerance. Could,
1: oh, okay.
6: So that, that, was makes really, sense. that was really the only one that met his criteria. I mean, tam would, but it wouldn't work as well in the shade.
1: Okay. And that Pro Vista, by the way, Millburgers has. Uh, and you can see a little patch uh, way just before yeah, you turn not, in. There's not much to
3: look at today. Oh, that's it's right. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, is
2: it's, a, it is a St. Augustine. It's an approved variety.
3: Right. So right. That, that's another factor on that. Uh, uh, we expect so much from Bermuda grass and... Uh, Zoysia and our San Augustine. grass. Those are our uh, warm season
2: turf grasses, and,
3: uh, and they they were kind of thrown back into uh, dormancy, especially the Bermuda grass was when the, we had that uh, freezes again. Mm-hmm. So it's a challenging situation to assess, and uh, I always found the Zoysia to be one of the toughest to, but you, and in the end. Seen yes. I was gonna say, uh well. use
2: it in small areas. Be patient. Once it established it's pretty good, but it'll take a and long time. And have a time. sharp lawnmower. Lay, lay it it's in too, solid.
6: Yeah. Don't try to yeah, check yeah. The board. Yeah, yes. And so through experience, uh Emerald seems to be Oh. Yeah, beautiful. I'm, my daughters are still green. Yes. No, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah,
2: I know that we're, we're we're smiling here because both Calvin and I have had experiences with emerald. Uh, it is I, I I love it, but it's one of the first sojas and uh, particularly if you go and leave it a little bit, it has this kind of a moundy undulating. shape, undulating, undulating, uh, uh, and. Uh, Nah, like to, like now it's to, tough to mow. Then
1: I'm, I got to look it up.
2: Yeah, well, when it when you leave it like that, it is extremely tough to grow, and that was part of my childhood. I still had memories, it <laughs> nightmares. It makes nightmares it hard to
6: mow. You can yeah. actually, if you set your mower too low on those undulating, oh. you can you oh can, uh, it's well, very hard. What right. I
3: what I found too is that f- folks have a tendency to say, "Well, it really doesn't need any mowing." But if you, if you stop mowing it, then then it becomes, becomes kind of tough. because Oh, get yes. You had that, if it's an acquired taste. Yeah, in like case, in case your mower is not sharp, that's a special problem.
1: All right. 210. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes, go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, and then what was Calvin's question? Calvin well, was that's, also, what I was, that's
1: what I was going to get to. Okay. So I'll give the number. Guess, guess what? 210. I know. 210-308-8867. So I was saving this conversation. Remember, I said I was going to save one. And uh-huh. it was going to be on the hypoxylin that you had, uh-huh. and it turns out Calvin had. I heard him uh, talking to the man about that too. So let's let's talk about that because I don't know. In the past, I think month we have had more hypoxylin questions now, than ever four before. Four years of
3: drought and stress. Yeah, yep. it makes sense. Now so see, you and this. Us? This one was not. as clearly hypoxylin. Oh, but what it what, what it was clearly yeah. the the picture he had was just just this piece of the trunk where where they have skinned everything all the leaves and branches so the obvious thing was the sunburn from Mm -hmm. Texas red oak right I was it was like the zoysia grass in my yard and then now here uh, Texas red oak sunburn yeah and uh that 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 people are too too quick and then the, the bark on a Texas red oak is uh uh pretty uh, woundable Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have
6: it. I'm going to assume that this normally happens on a younger tree because it doesn't have real bark yet. That's right.
2: Yeah. Yes. It tends to be on younger trees of those skin uh, thin bark species. So even an older tree that is a thin bark species like uh, red oak or up north, those honey locusts. Uh, How about
3: uh, peaches or apples? Peaches,
2: Yes, any other uh, rosaceae. Um, they could be. Uh, it could be an older species. This but, one trace was so only. But usually, it is the, the smaller, younger ones.
3: Yeah. All
1: right. So let's let's do our our little seminar on hypoxylon. So what is it?
2: So hypoxylon is a fungus. And it is called hypoxilin canker. Okay. And it is airborne. Uh, It is indiscriminate. It will uh, land on any kind of species. Uh, Generally, it requires a stress. Well, almost always. It's, it requires the stress
3: to kick it in. Yeah, no, it's, it's sitting there. It's there on all the trees and all that just waiting for that stressful situation.
1: Oh, so it's not like in the tree. It's actually on the tree.
3: On the tree trunk. And then it will grow
2: and invade down the cambium layer, down underneath the bark. Okay. So the first symptom we see uh, is the bark falling off, and an olive drab, tannish color, uh, fuzzy. Bar, it's all f- You touch it, and it, and all this dust comes off. All that dust are the spores coming off the fungus, and uh, and then later on it changes to a, a black or a yeah. white white crust with, with little black speckles.
3: I don't yeah. understand it. Milton does not seem to be drooling over hypoxlin like he was over uh, Prusky's meats. No, no. Oh, yeah, we're, we're talking yeah. about
1: you. Yeah. yeah. All right, so are, are some trees more susceptible than others? Yes. Yes?
3: So, yeah,
2: yes. Uh, in A thin bark species tend okay. to be. Uh, in our area, uh, it was post oak, red oak, pecan, sycamore, cottonwood. Uh, to, uh, it would, in other words, very general. Just not one species. All right. Uh, no, it will not. It, not it will not work. If it is hypoxicillin, that will not work. There's no treatment. Okay. No treatment. Uh, so the, there's
1: no preventative treatment? Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. If yeah.
2: you remember last year, yeah. we had good rain in April, pretty good rain in May, and then no rain whatsoever. For the next five uh-huh. or six months, right. So if I could go back in time and look in hindsight, I would have told everybody start watering in June and July.
3: All right. So you, so, yeah, which would have made uh, saws very happy.
1: Oh yeah. Which uh, okay. So the idea on that is that um, your splits less, less stressful.
2: Your your the tree is in severe stress, uh, as Trace mentioned. We had. Several years of drought. Uh, one of the right. worst freezes on record. Right. So all these trees are in stress, and the fungus does not become very active until the tree is in stress. All right. And so then it rapidly spreads throughout the tree. But I'm
1: confused. If it's a fungus, because I'm with him, yeah. and I, I, I like this man who came earlier. Yeah. Um, it was too late. He already had it. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, he was saying it was spreading through his neighborhood, which is... Yeah. It doesn't spread...
2: Th- it spreads through the air.
1: Okay, so if one tree gets it, is it likely no. that... Okay. But... Because of the stress situation?
3: But you've you got to be careful, Milton, just because somebody says it's spreading through the neighborhood. Well, no, That's not... That's what I'm kind of... it just tells me nobody in the neighborhood's watering. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's not how it spreads. It spreads through the air, it but... It
6: spreads through the air, lands on
2: trees... It's just like, and if that tree is then in a stressful situation, it will Uh, uh, cause a cambium layer to uh, die. Okay, so does
1: does it make me if I live next to someone? If I live next to the guy, uh, does it make me just as likely to get it, more likely because his tree has it, or
2: if you had? Each of you had the same tree, same species. Right. And yet you watered okay. one to two times a month well on the drip line. Okay. In the summer, when there was no rain, would your tree be have the and canker? No. Okay. Probably I should say probably not.
1: But it has the fungus. It, even
2: though it has the fungus
1: on it. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> oh, um. Hang on a sec. Uh,
6: nope, nobody can hear you.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Did yeah, you want to come I on the air with say, us? Yeah, yeah. Sure.
6: What
9: Thanks is the uh, rule up down to water? So, the, let's say the, uh, roughly the two-inch
6: trunk.
2: So the rule is... He's got uh, a sprinkler uh, re- re- system. Re- oh, whoa. So uh, sprinkler systems are always uh, better for grass than they are for trees. Tree. So one... One uh one to two times a year. I'm sorry, a year, a month, from March to October, if it doesn't rain. If it rains, well, don't worry about it. But from March to October, one to two times a month, and of that amount, it should be approximately three quarters to an inch and a quarter. Gotcha. Okay, so what that means is. If you have an irrigation system, I would invest in a soaker hose. Yes. And then one of those, if it's not raining, then one to two times during that month, just put it around the edge of the drip line, run it for a minimum of two hours, preferably four. Into two hours. And then, that's
3: it. And uh, he's going to have a basic decision going. So
6: is is going to so love me because I turn it on when I go to bed and I turn it off when I wake yeah, up. Yeah, I love it.
3: I said these are good. Listening to
6: sauce quite well.
9: Minimum,
2: minimum two hours, preferably four. But yes.
9: So I missed the, uh, your discussion on the tree. So is there a potential possibility that the tree will somehow grow out of the uh, this condition?
2: No. It has occasionally. So I can't say never, but it is very very rare when you are seeing the cankers. Yeah. You're seeing evidence of the fungus that it will survive
3: now I'm on history it's a yep. little more difficult to diagnose the hypoxylin, but the, the thing that's real obvious is that the damage from the from the uh, Sun on this side oh, of the okay. tree and then he describes on the other 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 side there's other uh, bark damage uh, which yeah. would probably indicate
2: so th- yes this is uh, this is good because uh, the sun scald which often occurs on thin bark species uh, would be primarily on the west and the southwest mm-hmm. so it will be a bark falling off yeah. and
6: his tree is young enough it doesn't have bark it's just well, got they all have bark well, the breeze, is, they, they the don't have bark. thick
2: bark right? right. Um, so but it would look like hypoxylans because the bark would fall off and there would be a discoloration underneath. If you're on your case, if the if the bark if it had sunscald, it would sink sink in that the the, the, the the trunk would sink a little bit and the bark and would fall rinse, off and, and crack other, off. Yeah. So, let us hope that it's just sunscald and not hypoxic. However, the treatment would be the same try to uh maintain watering moisture soil moisture levels not too much not too little just right and Sorry. that would be one <laughs> one to two times a month in you the absence of rain yes sir. a good soaker okay. Great.
9: thank you so much yeah, and, thanks. By the, and by
2: the way we have uh soaker hosts we did have them here we do okay we have new ones
6: okay thank you come on what's the flat ones haven't shown up yet, but, okay. uh, but we did get some. <laughs>
2: so, All right, so yeah, you have to look at my eyes. I'm like, oh, we we did have them, okay.
6: and
1: um, well, that was that worked out well too because you answered a lot of questions. And I was trying to, when you were talking to the man who was here earlier, you, you kept saying, and we're getting questions about how it spread, which right. you so you debunked his thing, and then oh, you. I'm glad you didn't on the air. You
3: got you gotta be a little careful though because, when when it's a real challenging situation well it is now like with a lot of hypoxaline uh-huh. you'll quite often find you find more than one case of hypoxaline especially on slopes especially in shallow all right. soil so, so or, or post oaks yeah,
2: the, more, the more stressful you, location you are on a microsite the more likely you would get the hypoxaline because it's all stress related it, it, there's species and stress Hi. relation
1: Okay, and there were some other questions you were being asked about it. Did we cover them all? You kept saying, people are asking about this, people are asking about this. I think it was spreading, treatments. Uh, yes. Uh, so Yeah, so the, the main
2: had... question is they're worried about the spread. Yeah. And so how does well, it spread? Well, it spreads in the air. But, and, and then uh, a stress event. And for us, it's been a couple of, two or three years of drought plus uh, a, a mega freeze,
1: and it seems like we get so well trained with oak wilt and how it spread that people kind of, when you say spread, yeah. they think, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. it's it's from tree to tree. And yeah.
3: well, uh, they, so, and the gar- but the gardener too had uh, another symptom he had that uh, made it. We uh, suspect that he's he's had some the sun scald. You know, it's the the picture there looks just like a. Typical place where it gets sunscald, but the uh, he says well, this tree just doesn't grow as fast, and it's never grown as fast mm-hmm. as the other trees. Same yeah. trees and everything, yeah. and it, that's that. Sunscald—if you got half the the bark and the the uh, situation well, yeah, inside, you, the bark. you would
2: hope less than that. Generally, it's going to be a quarter to a third of the of the tree trunk, of well, the circumference is yeah, gone. I mean, uh, is
1: is there a time period after the stress situation that it generally shows up? Because we really are getting a lot of questions. Is this going back to the, the big freeze of 21 or is this the roast freeze? Uh, no, drought? I, think,
2: I think it's cumulative. Okay. So um, it is this past summer, just seeing it on trees left and right.
1: Yeah, um, we really are getting a lot of questions about it.
2: So, so I think it's a cumulative of these two to three years of drought plus the freeze.
1: Okay. Anybody working on anything to uh, help treat a tree once it gets it? Well, just no. like they're working on oak wilt and stuff no. like that. No. No. Nobody uh, cares. Uh, no, hypoxylin is not really sexy. Cares. Yeah, it's not <laughs> sexy. <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: in, other par- in other parts of the country, you go, yeah, meh. Oh, it's, really? It's, it's it's hypoxylin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that tree will die, and oh. then you move on.
3: Well, Milton, no, that's uh, the. the uh, I guess that's what Mark said too is that the 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 strategy rather than f- find a way to fight hypoxlin is that you you pick you, you plant you don't plant too many trees you plant them in the locations where there's enough soil to support them you plant recommended varieties and uh, you water them
2: yeah. you 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 are proactive okay so uh, again what I was saying is I could look back in hindsight. I would have recommended to everybody, you know, okay, you basically, June is less than an inch, and we normally get three or two, two and a half. Oh, wow. And then July, we got a tenth of an inch. In August, we got a tenth of an inch. Normally, we get two inches, Uh, even in July and August. I said, okay, water, water. What happened was I started getting phone calls of when the trees started dying. Yeah, in in September October and November, I said, "Well, that's a little late."
6: Yeah. You know. Well, that brings about my next yeah. fungal question.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: So, most grass funguses uh, require warm days, cool nights, host excess moisture. That's okay. Uh, powdery mildew does not. That that'll grow during the summer. So. Is there a particular month or two or 12, for that matter, that the tree is more susceptible one time of year versus another?
2: Yeah, I think towards the end of, the, of a dry period, so fall. So, so that the, 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 the fungus may have been in the air spreading uh, throughout the spring and, and not so much summer. But maybe through the summer, uh, late spring, early summer. And then I collected on, on the tree, and then a cumulative effect of the fungus. And we probably start seeing it in the
1: fall. Okay.
2: But most often.
1: Very cool. Anything else we can think of on this topic? Anything you haven't touched on?
2: Oh, uh, another thing I wanted to emphasize because I had this question last week uh, they wanted to cut it down. Their tree, I said. Oh yeah, and and they had showed me, they had faxed me, not faxed me, well, PDF me a a picture. (laughs) Uh, Fax, that's old thing, old time. Yeah, Uh, PDF me a a picture, and it was like the entire trunk was like ninety percent hypoxylon canker, and I said, yes, it's
6: gone. We still use a fax, Milton. (laughs) Okay, I know you do. (laughs) Uh,
2: And and they wanted to cut it down. I said, yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, Uh, you can use it. And but they were wondering if they could burn it, and I said, "Yeah, absolutely, great, great, fun." Okay, it's not can, you, like can you
6: can you burn it where like in a pit where you're going to cook? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, not a problem. Okay. Uh, but then they wanted about uh, sterilizing their tools, and I said, "Not a problem. Um, you don't need to do that." And besides that, chainsaws disinfect themselves when you when with you run it. Well, yes, with the heat. Heating the oil on the cha- on the bar.
1: Okay. Very cool. All right. Good. Well, I'm glad we covered it. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. If you've got a question, we'll come back right after this with more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett, Mar Peterson, and your questions. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're
2: wow. discussing the benefits of each ethnic sausage. So, uh,
5: <laughs> so
1: Yeah, so, Prusky's it, does, does start conversations. Uh,
2: so you can call in and, and tell us your favorite sausage. Okay.
1: And the cool thing is, actually, this is, we didn't really talk about this And from a, because I think, Calvin, you um, started on the Swedish, uh, yeah. yeah, and then, um, then the potato sausage took off and people liked it, but I had a friend who uh, liked the sausage, but didn't want salt, and because of uh, blood pressure, he was on a salt, limited salt diet, and that was like no problem. Uh, Pruski's made him a big batch, and he took it home, and was eating it when he wanted to. Froze the rest. Ate some, you know, like the bluebell thing. We, we ate what we wanted and froze the rest. And yeah, he was real happy. He did that a couple of times. So yeah, they
3: they will package. Back when we had him as a sponsor a while back, the, we were in the middle of a one of the the military experiences, and they were. Uh, oh yeah, they, they were getting. Them. They were getting the food and out there to the uh, to the, the soldiers. Yeah. And they,
1: they still do that. Yeah. Uh, they brought that up around Christmas. They were You could order something and you could, I think, even make it just a donation. And it would be sent to somebody. But, yeah. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. So oh. that was a good educational segment we did. Anything? Uh, yes. What? What you thinking? Oh, no.
0: No, no, no. No. Okay.
2: Uh, I when, just want to remind it? everybody that it is February 4th. It is. And what does that mean? It means fruit trees.
1: Oh, Uh, yeah.
2: And so uh, I was uh, going around looking at all the different fruit trees uh, that we have here. Uh, We have a wide selection. uh,
3: It also uh, means to uh, uh, prune your your trees that you have in your yard.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Your fruit trees.
2: Uh, So you have two decisions, or a decision to make. Uh... Production or aesthetics. So on your on your peach tree, if you want nice aesthetics you envision a vase. A nice V shaped vase. And everything you take everything out of the middle that's crossing and you want everything up and out. Alright. If you're thinking production, you know, go and take just about everything uh, about what, about five, six feet? Yeah, five feet, five, four, sometimes four. And you just go, whack it across. Yeah. And then you make a nice champagne glass. Mm. And you cut out everything in the middle.
3: Uh, and you your insurance everything. companies uh, <laughs> expect that, too. So. Um.
1: All right, we got James on the line. He's got a couple questions for us Uh-oh. at 210-308-8867. What's going on, James? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What are you doing on this windy day?
4: Uh, I'm inside my metal uh, building workshop inside of because it's windy out there, so I hope you can hear me.
1: We can hear you just breaking up a little bit, so you be patient with us. We'll try to make it work.
4: All right. I'll try not to move because that's a key on my end anyway. Um, hey, I, I, I've only been able to listen sporadically the past few weeks. Um, Calvin's mentioned in the tomato class, and I, I know the one at Millburgers, but I thought he mentioned one closer to the medical center for that general area. Um but I don't know. I called a nursery, but they're not doing registration. Is that class full? And if not, is there a number to call?
3: Yeah, yeah. The number to call is me. Uh, oh, but okay. Yeah, there, there's there's uh, plenty of room, Jim, Jim. I mean, how many do you want? Just one
4: person there?
3: It's the seventeenth. No,
4: just, just just me. The seventeenth of February, or March?
3: In February. And it's, at, and it's at and it's at 9:30 in the morning so it's a uh it, it hike in the morning yeah, yeah uh, James it is, it
1: is an early riser i can tell
3: It's at it's at the uh near the medical center right off of Babcock there it's at, on 6802 uh Dorothy Louise Drive Dorothy
4: i'm writing this down Dorothy
3: Louise. okay. up on So and, so if uh, you go you go on 410 to you, get, you go west on Babcock, and then you, uh, it's just uh, half a mile up uh, on the west. Up that
4: Babcock, neighborhood back in there? Yeah, I'm familiar with that. I was just in the medical center all last week for not good reason. But anyway, I know, I know the neighborhood you're talking. So, but do I need to call you to reserve a spot or, or what? Well, I'm yeah. going to
3: put you down on it. Oh, okay. i yeah. has okay, got you coming.
4: Yeah. Okay, the sec- second thing, and then I have another comment. Uh, second thing I called you a couple of weeks ago after the hard freezes on my orange cross it does look like it's for sure but I just went out there before I called with my pocket knife and I sprayed the bark in several places and it's not mushy at all and it's green with the exception of the very top maybe 8 inches looks like it's dead back so is that promising or is it too early to tell uh, it's
2: promising so uh, it's a uh... Traces often want to remind me. Yeah, you prune to the green, so you've already done that. So if you need to uh, prune to a bud or a branch that's still green, okay. and if it's only eight inches, wow! Well, I should ask you how tall is it? To begin oh, with, oh, it's a young,
4: it's a young tree. That's why I was kind of concerned, and I just put it in the ground last summer. Uh,
2: well, it, it, uh, if it's eighteen inches. And you're taking off eight inches. That's a little disconcerting, but is it like three no. feet or four feet?
4: No, it's it's a good four feet tall. Right.
2: I would say. All right, if you're only yeah. taking off eight inches, that's okay.
4: Okay, do Purn it now. The, or wait, wait till it out. So do it now. You would say, on the pruning on top.
3: Do it now. Well, that's the ba- that, that's the normal time, but uh, like commercial folks will do be pruning. In January, and then it will be pruning later. But uh, I always uh, l- love to get the job done before the trees started to bloom. But uh, that—that's tough. But and February is the best month to do it, or um, March. Uh,
5: yeah,
2: I was going to say uh, you could do that at the uh, end of the month when we do the per- perennials. Traditional time okay. to do the perennials. Yeah. So you might as well just do
3: it then. Or, or first week of March. Yeah, if you don't have uh, 450 to prune. Uh, yeah.
2: that, that was what Calvin was getting at. It's why they start over such a long, the commercial operators start over such a long period of time is they have a lot to do.
4: Right, I understand. Okay, third thing is just a comment, and I'm glad. It's, uh, my my uh, native blue bonnet in the the looking at least five years. So it's looking from
1: Oh, you broke up just at the wrong yeah. time. You're, try one more time. Your native blue bonnets, what
5: now?
4: They look the best at this point. They've in a good five years. So.
5: All right. Oh, good. A so,
4: good, that, good hey, yeah. Hey, fall,
1: good. rain,
2: and winter rain. Yeah. It does wonders. It's All amazing. Right. Well,
1: thanks for the encouragement, James. Okay, you could be our reporter at Calvin's uh, uh, medical center. Thing 17th. On yeah. the 17th. We'll expect a right. report. Good. Bye, James. All right, 210-308-8867. Are you comfortable with that, Calvin? Oh, James, sure. James will be watching you. Sure. All right, 210-308-8867. All right, uh, let's see. what. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, did you have? Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is
6: going on. I, I
2: had mentioned that you have a, a wide assortment of
6: uh, fruit trees. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Very best time of the year. We're still, yeah. mi- we're still missing a couple of things, but... Uh, oh. Were they be coming in? Well, I, Yeah, my, like Tiff Blue Blueberry didn't show up. Oh, so okay. So I, I had to get it from somebody else. Oh, gosh, those blueberries you got look wonderful. Uh, figs. They didn't ship all my figs, so I had to find some more. Um, but those are, I think, the only two super important choices. So we're, we're we choices. well supplied in our peaches, in our pears. Yes.
3: In our plums. Yes. And you, you brought up... Uh, when you were talking about pruning the the peaches, I thought you were gonna, you were bringing up the uh, red uh, the, the, the one that's the ornamental that is, looks so wonderful we got the, the red baron that we yeah like the red meet. baron yeah, yeah. versus the
2: uh, uh, Texas all peaches look beautiful um, but you have to decide whether you want to go like production or aesthetics
3: and with red baron you. Red Baron is great. I yeah. mean, I you know I would just. Have you ever had a good yield on Red Baron? I'm not aware of
2: any. No. Yeah, so. Well, I I don't recall. But they, I, they, I they love don't it. <laughs>
3: David That's talked right.
6: highly on that variety at our fruit tree seminar. Okay.
2: I'm sorry, Trace. what did you say?
6: David talked highly about that variety okay. at our fruit
3: tree seminar. It's pretty. Very attractive.
1: You know, we had a question too. Um, I don't know if he came and found you or not. He was trying to ask me, and um, he got about halfway there, and it was too specific. He wa- he was uh, he was coming from uh, the Floresville area, and uh, wanted to uh, grow a fig tree, and he wanted to know if there was any variety that would would do. Better in the sand than others, or if there's any v- a variety he should avoid in the sand of that area.
6: I, I don't think there's a problem as long as he does the fertilizing and watering that the tree needs. Okay, and it's it's just a yeah. it's just a fancy mulberry.
2: Yeah. Okay. So the ones we we've recommended in the past are Alma, Celeste, and Everbearing or Turkey. But you don't you can't
6: find Alma, so uh, oh, okay. Celeste, Brown Turkey uh, would be where. I would be but we do have uh, another, one or two other varieties.
1: Okay, so let's switch gears. We'll 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 move from that area to uh, San Antonio. Uh, same varieties. T- same student. answer. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Right, right. Okay, good.
6: And, and I guess I'm fond of Celeste.
3: I like uh, it too. It's yeah, a, I know. It's a sugar fig.
6: So <laughs> it is universal. It unanimous. It doesn't taste like a fig Newton. It actually is nice and sweet.
1: Oh, okay. Do you just eat the figs straight off the tree, or do you actually cook them, or you gotta eat right. right off
3: the tree? Eat them quick before the birds and the foxes get them.
1: Yeah, that was always a big. We had a beautiful fig tree in uh, New Orleans, and you couldn't get there. It's like the birds were just waiting just yeah. all night just for that one fig to. Um, you can put uh, CDs in the tree, right? You can put things in the tree to distract the birds and make them not come.
3: Shoot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Shoot was Catch. a good answer. <laughs> okay. um, uh, yeah, we
1: need recipes on those yeah. figs,
3: not on the birds. No. No, no, th- not on the birds. birds, just the figs. But the good the good news on those figs are though, if you give them, a, you gotta water them a lot. Yeah. But if you give them adequate water, they produce a lot of figs, and there's enough there for the birds, and there's enough there for you to to come up with all the figs you need for the neighborhood oh. too. Yeah, if then, you get those the, those recommended varieties,
1: I wonder if you can make fig jelly. How hard that is to make?
3: That's got. Oh, be I know good. you can.
1: Yeah, I've I seen know. it. I've, I've seen, but
3: no idea how hard it is. Okay. Can you imagine Trace looking at this pail of of figs and saying, "Well, I'll just set these aside for for fig jelly." What are you talked about? Getting a bunch of them? Huh? I mean, we've se- uh, we've seen him eat tomatoes.
1: Yeah, we need this to make tomato jelly. Uh, there is such a thing. I know there is. Yeah, and there's jalapeno jelly. Yes, there is. Is it sweet or is it
3: hot? Yes. Just an edge. What's that? Well, there, there's a whole bunch of variations, but there it they usually has the ones I've tasted have, has a bit of an edge.
1: Okay. All right, we are up against a break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer.
9: Going to
1: well, I don't know and welcome back day. to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Um, Calvin, just do it. You, you mentioned when James was talking about the tomato class and uh, that you were going to have one on the 17th. And then a week later, you're going to have one here. You want to tell them a little bit about that one more time real quick?
3: Yeah, we're, we're going to. Uh, one on the 17th will will be at the Dream Hill Estates Education Resource Center, which is over by Medical Center. Uh, a lot of the information is in the uh, uh, newspaper articles, if you get it. But uh-huh. uh, uh, the number there is t- 210-382-4455. Now, and then the other one on, uh, here at Millburgers, the next one's going to be the 24th. Right. And I think we, what we uh, Mark said, we still had.
1: Yeah, we have, a, as of yesterday, about nine to ten spaces
3: left. Okay, so that, um, and, and the idea there is we'll, t- we'll talk about the, t- the topics and growing successful, to, successful tomato growing and other vegetables. But we'll also, uh, everybody will get a potted up tomato Because we're encouraging gardeners not to plant too early uh, until the weather gets a little warm. I kind of target March 15th, and uh, some other gardeners sometimes will wait till April 1st to to plant. But uh, the thing is, if you pot it up, right soil in the container, and you go ahead and... Um, Mark, what well, what kind of characteristics in terms of the sheltering of your plotted-up tomato? Yeah, you want it full sun and out of the wind. So, um, and if it gets to be, if it's predicted to be below forty degrees, you just yeah. drag the uh, the, the uh, nice little pot in inside. It's, it's
2: much easier than a half a whiskey barrel or Cause what thirty you, gallon.
3: What you're tra- what you're trying to do is maintain that growth growth rate that that you will have when you get that tomato just maintain it you don't want it you, the, the, the cold weather will not kill the plant you know, as long as it's not down to freezing but it uh, will stop the growth and then you you know, you know the timing is really thrown off so you want to maintain you want to get it as early as you can you want to get the varieties that are the best mm-hmm. for our area which we always have at these programs and then you wanna pot it up until it's time to get it in the ground. Yeah. Hi Hi.
2: Frequently forget tomatoes are tropical subtropical plants.
1: Twelve slots left? Okay, cool. Hi, did you want to come on the air with us? Oh it's it's easy. It you'll do great. Come on the air with us. Okay, you talk to Calvin, I'll talk to Mark.
5: Yeah, he's on the air
1: yeah uh, <laughs> all right two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven still plenty of time to get uh your calls in or like this woman you can come by and say we don't you don't have to be on the yeah, air we don't bite no, no. uh nice. Calvin very will courtroom. tell us what she was talking about later yeah. but uh yeah so uh, you're 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 off the air, yeah, you're off the air she didn't want to come on the air uh Oh, okay. So, so okay. So, so he's gonna I,
2: I believe it'll be a tree question. So oh, okay. He's, so, he's going to pass the baton. He's going to pass
1: the baton. Any uh, good uh, with, uh, we talked about those classes. Any good classes coming up with your, uh, your organizations that you're hanging out with? Uh, uh,
2: you know it's what? It's kind of a surprise. Get, so, no, that. That's, that's good. I'll have to look at the calendar as well. So uh, I do a lot with uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. Right. And so uh, we will probably be having something going on the next next month or so. And if for those who want to know what's going on, like me, what I will do is I will go to the website. And yeah. that's GardeningVolunteersOfSouthTexas.org.
1: Is it Gardening Volunteers of South Texas or is it just GardeningVolunteers.org? What did
2: I just say? Gardening volunteers in South Texas. Okay. And. Right. Uh, well,
1: oh, okay. Yeah. All right. She said it was well, oh, Okay, so. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah.
2: So anyway, so so uh, I'm sure that we'll be doing a few extra special classes.
1: Okay. Oh. Wait a yeah, but now, but now, now, we got. But she's you not back coming on. on the air. So, what? What did you want to talk about? Okay. All right, I'm going to pass so that to Mark. All right, then, then you take and, over.
2: And what would you like to know about it? All right.
1: What is it? She wants to get another one. She's brought a picture up here, which is a great thing to do. All right, so, what one. do you think it is, Calvin? Uh, oh, okay, so I, I brought you down because.
5: For
2: a minute, I thought it was Spiny Hacker, Uh which is a big bush. So, uh, what do we got here?
5: Can you see the All
2: right,
1: you talk to her. Trace, come on. And, uh, I'll give the number one more time just in case. You got a quick question before we go. 210 308 8867. Oh, we got Bert with a potato question. Hey, Bert, which bird is this? Is this Michigan Bert? Or sh-
8: You're right. It's Michigan Bert. Oh, we
5: Michigan
1: got Michigan. Uh oh. Wait, hold on. Orishin? He's been wanting to talk to Michigan Bert for a long time. Wait, okay. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get Mark on the line before you go away. What's going on, oh, sir? Man.
8: Oh, yesterday, the subject was uh, touched about potato, planting potatoes, and that you take two or three or four eyes of a potato and you plant that. But that's not, I wonder why that is done. Because in the Netherlands or in Germany, they just take the smallest potatoes that, they, that you don't want to peel, and they plant those, and it works just fine.
1: Okay, I like Bert's idea. It's much easier. What's up with that? Why are you all... What do we do? So
6: most people want to get the most for their money, Milton. Okay. So if you take a potato that's just small, you might have been able to make two or three or five out of that little potato instead of Ooh. just one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so everybody's yeah. got their own opinion. My personal opinion Chuck. is three eyes per slice. Yeah. At a minimum.
1: Oh, okay. And you're bearing each and, slice. And, and,
2: and, and it's like Calvin said, i got to have at least one. When I, okay, uh,
3: and if yeah. uh, you want, you the problem with the small ones are you get you get s- small t- potatoes in return usually, and you uh, it's harder to oh, store
1: yeah. them. Yeah, Bert, is that your been your experience that you get smaller potatoes? But they taste wonderful. Oh, do they? Yeah. Are they more flavorful? Oh,
3: mm. well, new potatoes, yes. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Or, are you
1: growing I, potatoes I, up in Michigan, Bert?
3: No, I.
8: Well, I did once or twice, but in the Netherlands, I did. Oh, okay. And they just take the sweet, uh, the, the sweet potatoes, but they're the smaller ones. They are always sorted by size, somewhat, and then, well, inch and a half, and then you have a couple eyes, and that works very well. Okay. And if you, if you heal them up, uh, that, yeah. They are a little like uh, tomato plants. That, uh, at least they're in the same family. And from those little hairs, they grow new no roots. Uh, they, they grow more potatoes. So the, the more you heal them up, the more potatoes you get.
6: So that huh? goes. That goes to my old tire method. Oh, okay. So as you get old yeah? you just keep adding tires with the sidewalls cut out and adding soil. Okay. <laughs> when it's all done, you push the stack over, and you got a cluster of potatoes that looks like
3: bananas. Yeah.
1: Does that sounds good to you, Bert?
3: Yes, of course. Uh, I was okay. just wondering. Okay. Uh, and your neighbors love it, too, when you have those old, oh, dirty, oh, dirty oh. tires out there in the garden. Oh, uh, Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Bert, you're in Michigan now, right?
8: Yes, I am. Okay. Yep. All th- right. I think so, Mark has some Michigan questions. So, so I was going
2: to just ask you whereabouts. Whereabouts in Michigan?
8: Oh, uh, say it's Manchester Ann Arbor area.
1: Manchester Ann Arbor area?
8: Oh, okay. Okay. I
2: didn't know if you were living in West Michigan or not.
1: Oh, are you from West no, Michigan? No, I am
8: from West
2: out. Michigan. I'm sorry, what was
8: yeah. that, Bert? Oh, Southwest Michigan, you, get, yeah, you can. Yeah, 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 Not, yeah, yeah. In the west, there's a lot of Dutch uh, set, well settlers. Yeah. If
2: yeah. you want. Yeah. Dutch I'm names. I've a, a shade.
1: Is there a. Uh, um, what. Uh, a friendly competition, if you will, between people from Michigan, like. Are people in South Michigan going, ah, those people from West Michigan, they yeah, don't know what uh, they're talking oh. <laughs> about? <Yeah>. <laughs> South Michigan. Yeah, oh, it. geez. Yeah, Stonehead,
2: <laughs> Stonehead Friesian. Uh, Bert, no. yeah, I come from a mixed marriage. My mother is, is Frisian, and my father is Groningen.
3: Is what? Groningen.
5: Oh, I think yeah, Bert knows yeah, that, I know. but I don't think yeah. we
1: understand it.
8: That's north of Holland, the Fries. No. Friesland is on the west. Kroningen is on the east side, but
5: it's
2: in, yeah. the, in the top there. That's, yeah. But that, that, yeah. that's, a, that's a Michigan joke, so that's Michigan. Oh, joke. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
5: yeah. a hoot. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm hurting. <laughs> I was thinking, isn't Frisian is that Danish?
3: No, Fri- yeah, well, that goes no, no. all
2: the way up. That goes up there, but but Frisian is uh, the, the northwest corner of the Netherlands. And yep. uh, the, the islands will go all the way to Germany, all the way to okay. Jutland. But, uh, yes.
1: So if Bert called the show with a, a Michigan tree question, would you be able to answer it?
2: Yeah, I still can do this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, can, I can say I, a few. Uh, there's a few shrubs that I just scratched my head the last time I was up there. All right.
1: Even though he's from West Michigan, do you have yeah. confidence in his ability to, to help you out there, Bert? Yes. Okay. But <laughs> poor in, Bert.
8: in that in that area, in Friesland and in Groningen, yeah, they have different dialects in this. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So I had and yeah very I had a, different. I had a friend of mine uh said one time even on the news they had like subtitles for a farmer from Khorinia, so because it, it was so bad, yeah. no, mo- mo- <laughs> most people can't understand them. <laughs>
8: And Frisian is a, that,
2: as a separate language.
8: That is Very correct. Very interesting. Yeah, that's recognized oh. as a language and taught at the university. Yep.
1: Bert, are you, are you uh, doing your part to help us grow our audience in Michigan? Yes. <laughs>
8: yeah, I'm doing my best. Well, how,
1: how, how many do we have now? One?
8: <laughs> well, at least two.
1: Yeah, I we're growing, we've doubled. Yeah. We're the fastest-growing we, yeah. gardening show in Michigan, I think.
8: Yeah. Now, Thanks. We we're living in... Uh, in this for for uh, six yes. years.
5: <laughs> and, Thank you, Bert. Uh, I, remember,
8: yeah. I, rem- I remember Mark from uh, class oh, number before good. Good. Master Gardenist, and he gave a good per- uh, presentation.
1: Very cool. we got to run, Bert. Call us
8: yeah. next week. Thanks, I- Bert.
1: I see.
5: It's time. Take Bye. care. Bye. We'll say Bye-bye. goodbye for
1: today, but join us next week for Millburgers Gardening.